a 10-year-old boy presents with a two-day history of fever and acute abdominal pain, which later localises to the right iliac fossa. How would you assess and manage this child? My impression is that this young boy has acute appendicitis. This is a problem because it can perforate and cause intraperitoneal sepsis and or abscess formation. It is the most common childhood surgical emergency by far. My differentials would include gastrointestinal causes, including infective like mesenteric adenitis, gastroenteritis, inflammatory causes like inflammatory bowel disease, malignancies of childhood, obstruction like a small or a large bowel obstruction, or a volvulus. It could also be intussusception, although this is much less likely given the age of the child and embryological gastrointestinal differentials might be Meckel's diverticulitis. Non-gastrointestinal differentials I'd consider include genitourinary, such as testicular torsion, or potentially renal calculite, pyelonephritis, or cystitis. I might also consider respiratory causes like a right lower lobe pneumonia, or EBV, um, or metabolic, such as DKA. My approach to this situation would be to firstly ensure the patient is hemodynamically stable, calling for senior help, and then take a targeted history and examination in order to assess the pain. Imaging studies are likely with an ultrasound if the diagnosis is uncertain. Management would be with supportive and definitive treatment, likely including a laparoscopic appendectomy. On assessment of the patient, I would conduct the primary survey before conducting the history asking about symptoms of appendicitis and peritonism. So for appendicitis it's classically a periumbilical pain that migrates to the right iliac fossa, so McBurney's point, which is one third of the way from the acis to the umbilicus and is associated with nausea and vomiting, change in bowel habit with diarrhea more likely, anorexia, malaise, fatigue. They can also get vague non-specific symptoms and dysuria. The position of the pain is dependent on the way that the appendix lies anatomically and may not always be in the right lower quadrant. I would also ask about signs of peritonism, such as a localised sharp pain, and ask about whether the ride to the car ride to the hospital was painful or does it hurt when the patient coughs. Differentials, I would ask about symptoms related to differentials, so for example, um, IBD, you'd ask about blood in the stool, change in bowel habits, extra articular manifestations, intussusception would be an abrupt onset of episodic intermittent abdo pain, vomiting, blood in the stool, lower lobe pneumonia would have respiratory symptoms, DKA would have a vague abdominal pain, small or large bowel obstruction would have vomiting, distension, constipation, pain, and I would ask appropriate symptoms related to differentials that are more likely. Um, mesenter- a note, something to note is that mesenteric adenitis is usually difficult to distinguish from appendicitis on history. They may have longer duration of symptoms and decreased likelihood of peritonitis, but uh, the ultrasound is needed to distinguish between the two. I would then complete the rest of the history, including a medical history, which would encompass the obstetric history, vaccinations, comorbidities, allergies, and a gynecological history if the patient was female. I would also conduct a developmental history, family and psychosocial history, with an ample history for the surgery. 
I would then proceed with examination, but it may be appropriate to give, give the child pain relief before examination. And studies have shown that this doesn't significantly impact the ability to make the diagnosis of appendicitis. And you would only give pain relief if they were in significant pain. I would examine in the position that is most comfortable for the child, taking their vital signs and assessing their fluid status to ensure whether they're in um, shock or septic. Uh, mainly, I would want to do an abdominal examination, palpating for any masses or peritonism, which includes um, things like guarding, rigidity, rebound tenderness and percussion tenderness. Specific signs I'd be looking for on exam would be McBurney sign, which is localised peritonism at McBurney's point, and then Robsing sign, which is compression of the left lower quadrant, which elicits pain in the right lower quadrant due to stretching and compression of the parietal peritoneum onto the inflamed appendix. This, there's also the psoas sign, which is extension of the right hip, which causes increased right iliac fossa pain, which would be positive in a retrocecal appendix. Another way to elicit would be to the patient lying on the left side and slowly extending their right thigh to cause a stretch in the retroperitoneal iliopsoas muscle and compression of the retrocecal appendix. Otherwise, an alternative way to elicit the psoas sign the psoas sign is to get the patient to stand on their ipsilateral, so their right leg. The other sign is the obturator sign, which is where um, there's internal rotation of the flexed right thigh, which causes the obturator internus muscle to compress the pelvic appendix, which is lying against the obturator internus muscle and causes worsening of the right iliac fossa pain. After the ex abdominal exam, I would want to conduct a respiratory exam to rule out a right lower lobe pneumonia. In terms of investigations, classically appendicitis is a clinical diagnosis, but uh, it may be appropriate to use bloods uh, to take bloods and imaging. So at the bedside, I would consider blood sugar level for DKA, urinalysis for nitrites, uh, leukocytes in UTI, um, glucose and ketones in DKA. Uh, a urine beta-HCG may be appropriate in a fem an older female to rule out pregnant pregnancy and ectopic. Laboratory investigations may include a full blood count or a CI CRP um, for increased white cell count and neutrophils and potentially blood cultures if they were septic. Um, in terms of imaging, abdominal ultrasound can elucidate elucidate certain findings like a non-compressible appendix, diameter greater than six millimeters, wall thickness greater than two millimeters, a sonographer's tenderness in the right lower quadrant, so a, a sonographer's McBurney sign, periappendicular fat stranding, fl free fluid in the right lower quadrant, thickening of the mesentery. There may also be a fecalith visualized. Uh, aside from an abdominal ultrasound, you could also consider an erect chest x-ray slash abdo x-ray where you might see air under the diaphragm, so a pneumoperitoneum if there was perforation or bowel obstruction in perforation or you might also be able to see uh, bowel obstruction. A CT with IV contrast may be considered if the ultrasound was inconclusive. Um, although you'd want to avoid a CT scan in a child, you'd f probably find similar findings to the ultrasound. You may see concentric thickening of the appendiceal wall, which is known as the target sign. 
In terms of management, there's supportive and definitive management. Supportive management would be IV fluid resuscitation, IV antibiotics, so broad-spectrum antibiotics, um, which would be gentamicin, ampicillin, and metronidazole before surgery. If it's uncomplicated appendicitis, you can cease the antibiotics after surgery. If it's a complicated appendicitis due to perforation or abscess, then you'd consider uh, those antibiotics for five days with IV plus oral after adequate surgical control is achieved. Um, you would switch to oral therapy once able to and switch to directed therapy once the cultures and sensitivities come back. If there's no culture or sensitivities after three days, you can stop the gentamicin and change therapy to amoxicillin clavulinic acid, so augmentin. As part of supportive therapy, you'd also want analgesia and keep them nil by mouth. So the four aspects to supportive management, IV fluid resuscitation, IV antibiotics, analgesia, keep nil by mouth. Definitive management is with surgical appendicectomy, which is ideally within 24 hours of diagnosis, I ideally a laparoscopic surgery. And the patient can be discharged once they are afebrile, tolerating a regular diet free of pain or pain controlled on simple analgesia, such as Panadol.